Welcome to Word Live. We're so glad you joined us today. We want to continue on the gifts of the Spirit. We had started out with uh, utterance gifts, and now we want to go over to the revelation gifts. And the revelation gifts are the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and the discerning of spirits. Now, I'd like to uh, discuss today the word of knowledge, which is one of the manifestations of the Holy Ghost. It's one of the nine gifts of the Spirit, and this is not natural knowledge. It's a, uh, it is a supernatural revelation by the Holy Ghost of certain facts in the mind of God. Now, a lot of people get uh, the word of knowledge mistaken for natural knowledge, but they are totally different. You need to study the Word of God, but when you have a word of knowledge, it's something that the Holy Spirit is revealing to you through your spirit, so that you will know what is on the mind of God and reveal something to you by a word of knowledge. Now, a word of knowledge is this. It's always going to be something that, that is in the present or something that happened in the past. Uh, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verses 4 through 11. This will give us a little bit more light on this subject. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For the one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Now the Holy Ghost, he distributes the gifts of the Spirit to whoever he wants to use as he wills. And he uses that person to the degree that he wills to use them. Now, if you'll look at uh, all through the Old Testament, you'll see that different people operated in the word of knowledge. And uh, even John on the island of Patmos, when he was uh, caught up in the spirit in the book of Revelations, you'll find out that he had a uh, part of that. Revelation was a word of knowledge about things that were happening in the present and uh, the churches, the seven churches. If you'll study that, Revelation chapter 1 and 2, uh, he was had a revelation or word of knowledge on what was going on in those churches. And he revealed something to them to help them to get in uh, the right order. And some things they were doing were wrong, some were right. But the Holy Ghost was trying to make sure that they walked uh, circumspectly and that they finished the course that God had uh, established for them. And the word of knowledge was given at that time to help those churches. And it's the same way today. Now, a lot of people say, well, the gifts of the Spirit, they passed away with the apostles. I hate to tell you this, but they didn't pass away with the apostles. There's still an operation today through many people that are filled with the Holy Spirit. They're born again, filled with the Holy Ghost. And the Spirit of God uses people today in the gifts of the Spirit. And they are to help people. 
I've had the Lord use me in the gift of uh, the word of knowledge many times. And he will continue to use me as he wills. And uh, he just, uh, he will put it on your heart to do what he needs to do to help people. Now, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ operated in this. And we need to use him as our ultimate example. But he operated in the gifts of the Spirit. He operated in the gifts of the Spirit more than any person that ever walked on this planet. He had operated in all of the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, let's look at... Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we'll start in verse 8. For the one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit to another, the word of knowledge for the same Spirit. It's the same Holy Ghost, but a different manifestation. Now, a lot of times, the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge will work together. Sometimes I've had this to happen. You, I've had a word of knowledge for someone, something that was happening in the present. Something had happened in the past, and then the Holy Ghost would reveal to them, through me, by uh, that word of knowledge and word of wisdom, what was going to happen in the future. Now, a lot of times he'll use what's going on now, which is the word of knowledge and what's in the past, but he'll give you the word of wisdom, which is uh, a fact that's in the mind of God to show you what's going to happen in the future, to make sure that you stay on the right path, or if you've got off, to get you back on it, or if you're on that path, to make sure you stay on the path and say, okay, you're going in the right direction to help you. Uh, a lot of times the Lord will reveal things to you so he can show you things to come. Um, we have to understand that these gifts are for the Holy Spirit to use as he wills through individuals to help the body of Christ. And also, these gifts will also help people that are not born again to come into the body of Christ. Yeah, I know for sure that uh, people have operated in these gifts and, uh, and revealed things to people that are going, nobody could know that but God. And then they say, well, God is real and he loves me and he wants me to be a part of his family. And those revelation gifts will uh, help people to come into the body of Christ as well. It will lead them from a path of destruction into a path of righteousness. And we have to understand that these gifts are to used to help other people. Amen. A word of knowledge is a revelation gift that reveals the fa some facts that God has in his mind to the body of Christ and to individuals that are not in the body of Christ. But most of the time, these gifts will operate in the body of Christ. Now, I have uh, seen a lot of different people that operated in this. And a lot of times, people would be having a physical ailment, something going on in their body. And uh, the Lord would use that person the minister, whoever it is that he wanted to use at the time, it doesn't have to be a preacher, it can be anybody in the body of Christ that uh, he wants to use to reveal the, the thing that's going on in their body and say, now, if you have this ailment, God wants you to be healed. And then he uses a lot of people in the gifts of healing at the same time. So a lot of times all these gifts will work together. But we have to understand that the word of knowledge is a supernatural revelation by the Holy Spirit on what is going on in the present and something that's happened in the past. 
Often the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom work together in conjunction with each other, as do the other gifts. As I said earlier, a lot of times uh, God will say, okay, if you'll come up here to the front of the church or whatever, or wherever he, whatever he wants you to do, and I've had him to use me in this and say, okay, this is what's going on in their body, and tell them if they will act on what you tell them to do, something that's going to happen in the future. Then what will happen is a lot of times our healing will manifest because they obey what the Holy Ghost tells them to do. Amen. Let's look at it as an example in the New Testament of a gift of the word of knowledge and operation. Let's look at Acts chapter 9 verses 10 through 12 and we'll do this in the New King James Version. You'll, you'll know that I use the New King James most of the time. It's my favorite version to use. Uh, this is uh, concerning uh, the Apostle Paul. Uh, he was on the road of Damascus, and he had a divine experience with the Lord Jesus Christ, the Damascus Road experience. And I have heard it said that, uh, that Saul was walking down the road of Damascus, and he met the Lord Jesus Christ. And it was such a powerful experience that it knocked the S off his name and put a P on it. And they called him Paul. <laughs> now, let's start in Acts chapter 9, verses 10 through 12. Now, there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and to him the Lord said in a vision, a vision Ananias. Now, see, a lot of times visions, uh, people don't understand this, but sometimes the Lord will give you a vision, and this will be a word of knowledge. It'll reveal to you what's going on right now and something that happened in the past. And he said, Lord, here I am. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street, call straight, and inquire at the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying, and in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hands on him so that he might receive his sight. Now see, Paul, he was struck blind, on that Damascus road, and they led him <coughs> to uh, a street called Straight, and he stayed there and didn't eat anything, he didn't drink anything, but he stayed there, and then the Lord revealed to him that Ananias was going to come and have lay hands on him so that he could receive his vision again. And Ananias was the disciple. The word doesn't say he was a minister. He was someone God chose to use. It could be you he wants to use. You don't have to be a preacher. Ananias wasn't a preacher. He just had to find somebody that would obey what he wanted him to do. And Ananias, he obeyed him. He went to the apostle Paul. Ananias had a word of knowledge in the form of a vision. And he revealed where Paul was and what he had to do to fulfill the plan that God had for for Paul. Now see, uh, if Ananias had not obeyed God and went and laid hands on him and him filled with the Holy Spirit, just think of the magnitude it had on the body of Christ and the whole world because of what Ananias did by obeying the Holy Ghost and laying hands on Paul and him receiving his sight, then he was filled with the Holy Ghost and the magnitude of the the epistles that Paul wrote, the revelation that the Holy Spirit gave Paul and he wrote these epistles and it has helped us. I read the epistles every day. 
there. The number one thing we should read in the body of Christ in the New Testament are the epistles. It tells you who you are in Christ Jesus, what God has done for you, and uh, who he wants to use and what he wants to do in his last days. Amen? And the things he's given us. When Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit, when Ananias obeyed him, it changed the life of Paul and the world. Another example is Peter on the rooftop of Simon the Tanner's house praying. Now, Peter was hungry and he went up on the housetop. Let's look in uh, Acts chapter 10, verses 9 through 20. And this is a vision that Peter had. Now, this was a word of knowledge, but it came in the form of a vision. Uh, verse 9, the next day, Acts 10, verse 9, and the next day as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. Then he became very hungry and wanted to eat, but while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven opened and an object like a great sheep bound at the four corners descending to him and let down to the earth. In it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And a voice came to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. And a voice spoke to him again the second time, What God has cleansed you must not call common. This was done three times, and the object was taken up into heaven again. Verse 17 now, while Peter wondered in himself what this vision he had seen meant, behold, the men who had been sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and, to, and stood before the gate. And they called and asked whether Simon, whose surname was Peter, was lodging there. Now, uh, Cornelius, he was a Gentile, but he had given alms unto God, and he had given uh, alms to, and he was a giver two men and he had uh, given he was a giver but he uh, prayed and he uh, God seen his heart and he told him to send these men to find Peter because he would be up on a housetop praying and bring him to Cornelius's house now verse 19 while Peter thought about the vision the spirit said to him behold three men are seeking you arise therefore go down and go with them doubting nothing for I have sent them they sent, Cornelius sent them, but also the Holy Ghost sent them. He said he did, didn't he? He told them to go find Peter. The word of knowledge was manifested through a vision. And God revealed to Peter what was in the mind of God, which was to go with these men because he sent them. Then the Holy Spirit was poured out on the Gentiles later in the same chapter, if you want to read on. Sometimes a word of wisdom comes by an inward revelation. That is the way this gift was manifested most in my ministry. But this was a word of knowledge. And, and a lot of times a word of wisdom will work together with that word of knowledge. But a word of knowledge is something in the present and the past. And a word of wisdom is something in the future. In the future. Now they will work together. And most of the time they will bring revelation. Now think about this. Peter, he fell into a trance. He seen this sheet came down from heaven. All these animals were in it. And for the 
Jewish people, they couldn't eat those animals. It was unlawful for them to eat those. And Peter said, I've never eaten them because they're common and unclean. But it was a revelation to Peter by vision not to call common what God has cleansed. Now, this is also an example of the cleansing of the Gentile nations that God was pouring out his spirit upon all men. No matter who you are in this, on this planet, if you live on this planet, you have a right to be born again, to become a child of God, to be entering into the family of God, to enter into the body of Christ, to be a partaker of the things of God. Now, back before this happened, the Gentiles were separated from God, and they could not enter in. But when Peter went to Cornelius' house, then the Holy Spirit fell upon them, as he did on the day of Pentecost, and they began to speak in other tongues. And Peter said, if the, if the Holy Spirit has fell upon them the way he did upon us on the day of Pentecost, who can call these Gentiles unclean or common, but they are able to come into the body of Christ? I'm just paraphrasing this, but if you'll read on in uh, Acts chapter 10, you'll discover that uh, these people were born again, but they got filled with the Holy Ghost. And then the pour outpouring of the Spirit of God was poured out upon the Gentiles when Peter went to their house. And he witnessed this to them. And he was a witness unto the Gentile nations that the Spirit of God was being poured out upon the Gentile nations. And if you are not a Jew and you're listening to my voice today, it was this manifestation of the Holy Ghost and the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom working together to lead Peter to Cornelius' house so that the outpouring of the Holy Spirit could come so that he could tell others that the outpouring of the Spirit of God was poured out upon the Gentiles and that every person on this planet was eligible to be born again by the Spirit of God and be a child of God by accepting Jesus Christ into their heart and allowing him to become their Lord and Savior. Amen. Now let's look at another manifestation. And this is the Lord Jesus Christ, which is our ultimate example. And we'll look at John chapter 4, verses 7 through 18. John chapter 4, verse 7 through 18. A woman of Samaria came to draw, draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria, sa Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Now, they weren't supposed to have any dealings with Samaritans because they were not of the, gen, uh, of the Gentile nations, the Jews and the Gentiles were separated, and the Samaritans, they were not supposed to have anything to do with them. And this is verse 10. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says you give me a drink, you would ask him and he would have given you living water. He said, I might get a drink from Jacob's well, but I can give you water unto everlasting life that you'll never thirst again. A water that will give you a quench. It'll quench your thirst and you'll never thirst again. Amen. 
Verse 11, the woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Verse 15, The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor, nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have well said, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband, in that you spoke truly. Now this was a word of knowledge that Jesus had about this woman. He knew in himself, inside by the Holy Ghost, the word of knowledge working through the Lord Jesus Christ, that this woman had had five husbands and that the man she is living with now or had, the man she had now, was not her husband. He said that you spoke truly in the fact that you have had five husbands and that the man you have not have now is not your husband. Now Jesus knew it by the inward witness, by the Holy Ghost. It was a word of knowledge working through him so that he could reveal to this lady what was going on in her life so that he could lead her to salvation. Jesus is our greatest example of operating in the gifts. Here he revealed to this woman what was going on in this woman's life. The word of knowledge always reveals what is going on in the present or the past. Amen. He revealed to her what happened in the past. And he also revealed to her what was going on in the present. And she said, you have, you know, all the things that I've ever done. And if you'll read on in uh, John chapter four, she went and told all these people, this guy must be the Christ because he knows everything that happened in my life. How does he know that? He knows it. He knows it all and he knows everything. But he knew that at that very moment by the word of knowledge working in his life through the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, if you'll read in uh, Jesus' life and ministry, you'll find out that he never were operated in any of the gifts of the Spirit before he was baptized at the River Jordan by, the, by John the Baptist and the Holy Spirit descended upon him as a dove and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. He never operated in any gifts. He didn't operate in any of them until he was filled with the Holy Ghost. And that's the same with us today. This is the reason that a lot of people are saying, well, the gifts of the Spirit have passed away. They have passed away with the apostles. It's because a lot of people don't believe in being filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues. They believe, and I've heard some people say that it's of the devil, but it's not of the devil. It's the gift of the Holy Ghost. It is a supernatural gift that God gives you to endue you with power so that you can go forth in power and demonstration of power and operate in these gifts. Amen? So if you're not operating in the gifts and your church is not, not operating in the gifts, 
Maybe you need to seek the face of God and say, do I need to get filled with the Holy Ghost to be able to operate in the gifts of the Spirit? And I'll tell you what he'll do. He'll lead you into the Word and show you exactly what the Word of God says concerning this matter if you'll ask the Holy Spirit to do it. Don't take anybody else's word for it. Let God lead you into the Word and be open to what he tells you. You see, the Word of Knowledge led the woman of Samaria to salvation. The word of knowledge can be manifested in many ways. It can come through tongues and interpretation of tongues, prophecy, or an angel can come to deliver a word of knowledge. Now see, uh, a lot of times we don't understand it, but, but all these gifts will work together. Now I've had, uh, I've operated in tongues and interpretation of tongues and prophecy. And I operate in the word of wisdom and word of knowledge, and then all of them operate at the same time. It'd just be different. It'd be at the same time, but it would be a different, uh, uh, a different direction that uh, he would be dire- uh, showing you what was going on, show you what's going on in the past, what's going on in the present, and what's going to happen in the future. And a lot of times, all these gifts will work together as the Holy Ghost wills. But you have to understand. It's as he wills. And it's always to help the body of Christ or to help other people come into the body of Christ or whatever or for that person to receive their healing. Whatever the case may be, it's always to help other people and to give glory to the Lord Jesus Christ and it will always glorify Jesus. Anytime the gifts of the Spirit are in operation, the Holy Ghost will make sure that the Lord Jesus Christ is glorified because the Lord Jesus Christ should be glorified at all moments of every day. Amen. That's what he does. I've had words of knowledge to help others in the area of healing. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will reveal a physical ailment to help lead them to a place to receive their healing. I was conducting a revival meeting in Mackinac City, Michigan, and a man walked in, and the meeting went in a total different direction than what I thought it would be in the beginning of it. I received a word of knowledge concerning this man that walked in, and the Holy Spirit revealed that he needed healing. I called him to the front of the church to minister to him, and he said he needed healing for diabetes. I laid hands on him, and he received his healing. And I didn't see him for a few days, and when he returned, he gave a testimony that he had a problem he hadn't had in 11 years. That he had pain in his legs that, he, that was so wonderful because he hadn't felt his legs in 11 years. He came back, and he wanted to give a testimony. He said, I came up to the front. You called me out, had a word of knowledge, saying I needed healing. I had been seeking healing from the Lord. He came in. The Lord said, I want to heal this man. I want you to call him up to the front, lay hands on him. I'm going to heal him. The Lord Jesus Christ healed him. 2,000 years ago, he received his healing. The anointing by the power of the Holy Ghost, the healing anointing came upon this man. He received his healing. He walked out of that place a different person from what he walked in. He came back and gave a testimony that the Lord Jesus Christ had healed him of diabetes, and he had diabetes so bad he couldn't even feel his legs for 11 years, but he was miraculously healed. But if I hadn't operated in that gift of 
the word of knowledge and called this man to the front and obeyed what the Holy Ghost told me to do, he might not have received his healing. But see, the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom and the gifts of healings will work together. But this, in this case, the word of knowledge worked together with the gift of healing. The Lord revealed to him what was going on right now, revealed to me. I knew it. He said, this has to be God, because when I called him to the front, he said, this has to be God, because no one would have known it except God. And when he received his healing, his life was totally changed. And he said he had pain in his legs, but it was not a, an excruciating pain. It was just a good pain that he could feel his legs again. Amen? Glory to God. Thank God for Jesus Christ and for the healing power of God. I thank you, Father God, that the Lord Jesus Christ has healed us all and that you use the Holy Ghost to reveal to us things that we need to do to help others to receive their healing, that you want every person on this planet to be born again. You want us all to be healed. We give you glory and thank you, Father God, for the Holy Ghost, we thank you for sending him. We thank you for sending the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for such a wonderful gift of the Lord Jesus and for the gift of the Holy Ghost. We love you, Father God, and we praise you. Let's go to Luke chapter 5 now and verses 4 through 8 in the New King James. Now Jesus got into Simon Peter's boat to minister to a multitude. Now let's use the Lord Jesus Christ for our example again. And let's always use him as our ultimate example. Now Jesus needed to minister to a multitude. There was a multitude of people and he was on the seashore and he's going, how am I going to do this? They were pushing him up against the sea. So he said, can I get into your boat? He got into Simon Peter's boat. And, uh, Let's look at verse 4. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Now he got through ministering to all the people that were on the shore. And uh, he had a word of knowledge. This is a word of knowledge that the Lord Jesus Christ had. Verse 5. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in other boats to come and help them, and they came and filled both the boats, so they began to sink, because there were so many fish. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Now you see, the Peter had been out fishing all night long. He hadn't caught a thing. They said, We're tired. We don't want to fish anymore. Jesus said, Can I use your boat to go out and minister to these people? And because Peter let Jesus use his boat. He says, I want to bring a great blessing upon you, Peter. If you'll obey what I tell you to do, then the great blessing is going to come. And that was to launch out into the deep and let down his nets. Well, he knew by the Holy Ghost where those fish were at. And he told Peter where to let down his net at so he could catch a great multitude of fish. Because he helped Jesus. Jesus says, I'm going to bless you. 
And he did, didn't he? And he had a word of knowledge to reveal where the fish were, were, and it brought such a blessing to Peter because he allowed Jesus to use his boat. And then when he obeyed what Jesus did through the word of knowledge that Jesus had, it brought a great blessing unto Peter. Amen. We have to remember that God wants to use you to help others through the gifts. And he wants to use you to bring blessing to others. And he wants to bless you when you uh, do things for him. And he wants to bless you ultimately because you're his child. But you know, when Peter let Jesus use his boat, the Holy Ghost said, I'm going to bring a great blessing upon him. And the Father God looked down from heaven and said, I, I see the obedience of Peter and I'm going to bless him for what he's done. And always remember this, anything you do for God, he doesn't forget it. He always remembers it. And he always blesses you any time that you do anything for him. And when you do it because you love him and you love other people, and you do it for the right reason, God always brings a blessing. But we have to remember that we're blessed at all times. Amen. And understand that the gifts of the Spirit, he wants to use you. It don't matter if you're a preacher. Don't matter who you are, he wants to use you in these gifts so that he can bless other people. And it's not to make you look big, but to help other people in the body of Christ or maybe to help somebody come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe that as we've uh, ministered today, that these uh, words we've spoken have ministered to you. The word of God always brings a blessing. And I pray the blessing of God upon you. I believe that as you listen today, that it's made you hungry for the gifts of the Spirit. And I ask you to get hungry for God and to get hungry for these gifts and to ask God to use you. And we thank you so much for joining us today. In Jesus' name, we bless you. Amen. If you would like to support our ministry, you can become a partner by clicking the support link in the description. You can also give by going to our website, wacba.org, and clicking on the giving tab. Thank you so much for supporting us to help us send the gospel around the world through our podcast. We pray God's blessings be upon you abundantly, and we thank you so much in Jesus' name.